Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Fresh Off the Set. I'm Alora Murray. And I'm Carrie Hawker Diaz. Alora, it's great to chat with you. I love sitting down with you, even when, you know, the topic we have today is a little heavier than some of the things we have talked about in the past. Yep. Um, I sit down with Dr. Frida and we talk about toxic relationships. And right now, I'm sure many people have tuned in, have watched, have read um, different things that are happening with the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp trial. Oh, it's everywhere, yeah. It is all over the place. It's hard to miss it. Um, I feel like many people out there are watching it, listening to it, and are maybe being reminded of a toxic relationship they were in the past, or it's eye-opening for them to realize that they're in a toxic relationship right now. Sure, yeah. And uh, if you're listening and you are in a toxic relationship, um, I know you discussed with Dr. Frida signs and um, ways that we can get out of that. Um, Maybe you know someone who's in a toxic relationship, and these are real things, and we talk about the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial. Those are Hollywood stars. These are happening in everyday homes, in real Mm -hmm. lives, and we like to have fun on our show. We like to talk about really fun things, but there's a time and a place when we need to get serious because this is reality. Yeah, it is. And Dr. Frida is really great with the advice she gives on what to do if you're in one, or is there a cycle that you just keep following of why you keep ending up in toxic relationships? But she is very honest, very truthful, has really simple tips. So what do you say? That's it. Hello, I'm Alora Murray, and I am here with Dr. Frida Birnbaum, who is P- who is a PhD, a psychologist, a psychotherapist, and she's an author. She does all of the things. Dr. Frida, welcome. Thank you so much. So today, if you've ever been in a toxic relationship or you feel like you're in one right now, you are not alone, and Dr. Frida is going to give us some tips on how to deal with those, how to get out of those. Dr. Frida, honestly, when I saw this topic, I looked back on some of my relationships, and while I was in them, I don't think I realized they were toxic until I was out of them. So it took me some time. So I'm really glad you're here to talk to us about these things. Let's start off with how we can avoid toxic relationships in our lives. Well, one thing we do have to know is how to be healthy. If you're emotionally healthy, then you can go ahead and pick the right person. But none of us are really in that 100% bracket. So we tend to repeat uh, what was done to us as children. And we marry people who are similar to our parents, believe it or not. And then we keep these chains that that, uh, need to be broken, continued on in our lives till we figure out, like you have, what is the real problem? So we continue the drama, the dysfunction. When you see something that is not supposed to be good for anyone, it's not good for you either. And to get out as soon as possible is the best thing you can do. When you see abuse, don't try to change that person. People have problems thinking that, oh, well, this person's controlling Uh, This person is jealous. This person's abusive. They must really care about me when they do this. No, it's not that they care about you. It's a way of domineering over you, especially women, role reversal. Women 
are often complimented if a man uh, is too controlling. He must really care about me. Not true. You can't fix it. It takes years of therapy and hard work. Why is familia divorce or abuse a red flag? When you're abused, uh, often physically or verbally, uh, especially women, feel it's a compliment that the person cares about them. And when you have that entanglement, that's dependency on this other person, it really never goes away. So you have to be very careful when you meet someone, what is their style of caring and connecting? Uh, we're watching something on this uh, Amber Heard and Johnny Depp, and allegedly she is saying that uh, he was the one, and we're finding out that allegedly she's the one. So as I, I'm saying, that there is role reversal here uh, between the pattern of usually men controlling women. And so this case is still going on, and we have to see uh, what really happened here. But it is a red flag, absolutely. Be careful when you see signs of control. And I think that is so important, what you just said, it is any form of abuse is not a sign of caring. And I think for sometimes people that is really, really hard to see. Let's talk about um, past relationships. So are friendships and past relationships a sign of how your partner will treat you? When you look at a partner's history and you see that there's divorce in the family, their friendships are not solid, people are critical of them, that they've had victimization in their lives, their relationships have not been good. Those are all signs that there's a missing link in this person that they need to be able to give you the firm information of having a good relationship in the past, having parents that have solid relationships, having friends that are supportive of them, and most of all, they need to be in a good place. They need to know what they're doing in their lives. They need to be contented. They're not supposed to be looking for someone to fill up who they are not, because then the demand will be very high on you uh -huh. to be the one to give them all the good feelings. You don't want it to go there. You don't want to have to work so hard. You want to be someone who adds to who they are already, not someone who fills a gap of what it is they need. I think that is, you put that in an excellent way. So what if you have a partner and you've heard about past friendships and past relationships and then you talk to them and they're kind of talking bad about their past relationships. They're blaming um, everyone else. Is how they talk about past relationships a sign of how they'll treat you? Absolutely. You know, when you're the victim, everyone else is wrong. You never look at yourself, so guess what's going to happen? You are also going to be in that category of being something wrong, something that you didn't do, something they're uncomfortable about. But it's really coming from them. It's coming from their own past history of neglect at looking at what it is they need to fix. Then they look to you to fix it, 
and you don't know what's going on. You can't fix it. And so that's going to be repetitive also, and that's something to keep away from. It's interesting as we're talking, there's a lot to keep away from uh, before, you know. I mean, what is it that you should stay with is the real question because there's so many things going on uh-huh. that people have mm-hmm. dysfunction. And, you know, and the parents didn't read the book. They come, come from their own dysfunction as well. So it just continues. And I think, like you said, that is a lot of pressure to put on someone to, quote, fix you. That, that shouldn't be on anyone. That is a really heavy load to bear. Yeah, and that happens very often. Uh-huh. So, People meet and say, what can you do for me? Absolutely. Uh-huh. So let's talk a little bit about what other signs we should look out for. We've talked a lot about things that we want to stay away from. Is there anything else you want to mention? If you walk away not feeling so good about yourself, if you feel that you did something wrong, if you have to apologize all the time, and you have to make sure that other person's okay, then you become the caretaker of that person. You don't want that either. You don't want to be a social worker. You don't want to make a difference. Women often do that. They marry someone. They say, oh, well, I'm going to be the one that's going to change this guy. It doesn't happen. It's a lot of work. So when someone has disabilities, emotional disabilities, and you have to see that everything you do is around that person, and that person's narcissistic, self-centered, you want to avoid that also because it has to be about the relationship. It's not supposed to be about one person. So that's also something that you should be prepared. What is the conversation about? When you're together, mm-hmm. what does he what does he want or she wants that's going to be something that's not apropos to what you're looking for? You have to be calculating. I hate to say this. Romance is not the first ingredient in a relationship. Oh, really? It's what friendship. is? OK, well, friendship. Absolutely. It's not romance. People are in the, wrong, in the wrong place. They become too subjective and they don't see what's going on around them. And who is this person, really? So instead of being intimate with that person, be a friend with that person. Get to know that person. Do you enjoy his company? Number one, do you miss that person? When you're not together, do you think of that person? Do you want to be there with that person? So that's, those are all signs of a good relationship that's something that's more solid. But absolutely, get to know who that person is. Damn. What is that person like? Do you have similarities? Do you like to do the same things? What about your future? What is it that you both want? Children, uh, where do you want to live? How much money do you want to spend on different things in your life? These things are, you know, we have this prenup situation. What about emotional prenup? How about finding out more about, I was going to have a show on that. How about finding out what that person really wants because you get married and then you find out and then it's too late. Money's a huge factor in a marriage as well. Such, such great advice, doctor. And I think I love that. We just gave everyone things that they should watch out for. And then you gave us things to look out for. And I know um, from past bad relationships, when I met um, my now husband, who is absolutely amazing, we did start out as friendship, getting to know each other, um, dislikes, uh, and we just talked about everything to really get to know each other. Um, and that worked really, really well for us. So, doctor, I kind of, I have this question that I think 
many people ask, can you actually, if you're in a relationship with someone um, and it's not a good one, um, can you actually change that person? If you want to spend years, if you really want to be invested in it, you know, there's no joy in working. you change that person? Yes. Is it worth all the years of trying to change that person? I don't really know if it really is. I've had people come to my practice all the time and it's uh, it's an issue because what happens is people get defensive with one another. So if they're not happy about something, they'll find other things not to be happy about. And then that's the problem. You're always going to be critical because there's always going to be something else that you need to change. So it's like having things thrown at you constantly. It's work. And, you know, in life, if you want a family, if you want a career, uh, if you want to make plans, that in itself is work. But to be with someone who's not on the same wavelength that you and having to try to change that as well, that takes away uh, from your other directions that you want to go into. So do I advise it? No. Mm-hmm. If you see someone who has issues, go the other way. There you go. And I think that's kind of a hard truth for many people to hear, but it is the truth. So, doctor, if we find ourselves, if there are people out there who are in a toxic relationship, they're in the middle of it, they're wanting to get out, what can they do? Well, the best thing to do, really, is to go ahead and make yourself better. Start setting up a life for yourself so when you do leave, you're in a good place because it takes a while. People just don't get up and walk out of a relationship. It often takes years. But if you're going to be in the same place as you are after as before, Mm -hmm. then you're going to have the same problems. So you have to be able to look at yourself. What is it about you that actually was involved with someone who brought someone in who had these issues? Are you looking to do something, as I said before, that didn't get fixed in your childhood? And are you looking to undo it and take care of it now? This person is not part of your childhood. We do this on an unconscious level. We marry our parents. And then you have to know what it is that you need to make your life better. Mm-hmm. Because most of the time you pick someone because of your own needs that are not necessarily the right needs. So it's not always the other person's fault. We tend to have more divorce in the second marriage than the first marriage, a higher percentage. Why is that? It's because we make the same mistakes over. So you have to look at yourself. What is it that you need to do for yourself instead of looking to see what can the other person do for me? There you go. And it, it kind of wraps up with what we were saying. It's really hard to change someone else. It takes years and years. So it's best to mm-hmm. look at yourself and think, what can I do to change myself? What can I do to improve myself so I can get out of this cycle of toxic relationships? The more you do for yourself, the less disappointed you'll be in someone else because no one can do that for you unless you're there for yourself. That's the only way to go because there will be problems. There will be issues. Mm-hmm. Some will be solved and some won't be solved. But it's a matter of being compatible, supporting each other, and caring that the other person 
is taking turns with you as well. Mm -hmm. So each of you have opportunities together, back and forth. That's a compatible relationship. Romance, love, that's wonderful, but you need the practicality behind it in order for it to survive. Perfect. Dr. Frida, you have given us amazing advice, and I think those of us um, who have been listening, if someone out there is in a toxic relationship, you have helped them feel like they aren't alone and there is hope. You've given clear steps on how to how to deal with this. We thank you so much for being with us today. Well, uh, a pleasure speaking to you. You make it very easy. Thank you so much. <laughs> we've Absolutely. Lo- we've loved really having do. you. Loved having you. Yeah, you're just a pleasure. Oh, thank you. And to everyone who's been listening, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. And we will catch you next time. Congrats, you made it to the end. If you want to continue to freshen up your day, you can watch us on Fresh Living every weekday on CBS Channel 2 in Utah at 1 o'clock. You can also watch us on our YouTube channel, KUTV Fresh Living, and follow us on social media. We will see you next week.